0: Let's begin now. Welcome into After Hours, Dusty Likens, with you. Thanks to Pete Sweeney for the hour of Arrowhead Pride Radio. Should have some fun tonight. Hopefully, everybody's doing all right today. Hope everybody's having a good day. Good evening. Two hours of this, and then we, uh, I think we can get home and watch the second half of this Missouri-Arkansas game. Then, of course, because I'm i am sick, uh, of course, we have a parlay involving Mizzou. You had to, right? Like, you, you had to get some action on this game. That's a big game for the Mizzou Tigers. Stand up. Real talk. This is a big one. I know, I know you guys, you guys handled, you handled Kentucky pretty well. You didn't handle Kansas very well, but, hey, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Life's rough. College basketball is long. Sometimes you put up 100 points against Texas on the road near Kansas State. It is what it is. They were pissed off from that game on on Saturday at 11 o'clock against an Alabama team that that you probably knew you weren't going to win. You
1: think that the basketball team was was really mad the football team lost?
0: 100%. They said, the hell with the South. Bama can take our football team, but the basketball team of Texas cannot take our basketball team. They have two victories since the football team lost. I'll tell you what, man. Just stay at the top of the Big 12, and, and we're going to have a fun year in the Big 12.
1: That's for sure. We're going to have a fun year regardless. I think so. All 10 of those teams can hang.
0: There might be nine that get into the tournament. Possibly. I don't know about the whole division. Could you imagine if Houston was in the Big 12 already? Stacked. I'm right about that, right? Houston's coming. Yeah, yeah. Houston'll be there. Yeah. Also, but Central Texas, Florida.
1: Florida.
0: So, well, for for what it's worth, you get some good with the bad. By the way, John Morant, sixteen points. Pete, if you're in your car listening, John Morant, sixteen points as the first uh, the first player of the parlay. It seems to be doing well. Um, and then we have uh, we'll have Kevin Durant starting a little bit. So if you if you want, uh, we a little bit of future insight. Uh, I kind of mentioned this to Grant ahead of time. Bits of the show coming in 2023. Thanks for everybody that's joined us uh, in the earlier part of this show from 2022. Uh, as we move forward into 2023, we will have. Uh, I think we're going to bring into it a, a swear jar. I've got to clean it up around here, and we can turn that into anything that anything that we want. You know, after ever after every six months, however, you know, every time the swear jar hits quarters in, you know, maybe we do a meet and greet, and 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 I have to I have to count the money up. It might be five bucks, but man, if I get on a heater, it could be 10, 15 bucks. That's when those parlays don't hit, the yeah. the change kind of adds up. It can, it can get in there. Certain players can get told to kiss a certain area of my body. 830 hits, and I get a little bit weird. I admit it. It is what it is. It is after hours. I mean, I tried to tell you guys. It's it's Pretty called straightforward. Foreshadowing. Look up the definition. It is what it is. But tonight we have every single player. We call this um we call this the superstar parlay or the super parlay. Um we need ja Morant over 28 and a half, Julius Randle over 20 and a half, Kevin Durant over 28 and a half, and Dame Lillard over 28 and a half. And so far John ja Morant was 16. Uh, the other two are getting ready to start, and then I have a Missouri parlay that um, you don't care about, but something that you may care about. And something that I care about is that six cents doing another special playoff beer release cinder block brewing at 6 PM on Friday, January 13th, 2023. Uh, last I checked is January. Last I checked is 2023 and the 13th is right around the corner. So the Friday night, uh, the 13th Friday, the 13th, that's kind of creepy. Uh, playoff Pilsner will be available. I'll be there doing this show from six o'clock to nine o'clock. So, um, if you want to come out, meet some people, meet some studio people, meet some guys of the show, um, it is, uh, it's is—it's up to you. But we'll be there. We'll be having a good time. Uh, text line open all night, 913-586-7610. You want to get a phone call in, you can. That's fine. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. $5 in the swear jar if you say sports horny on a Sunday. Now that's – do we double the fine on Sunday with a swear – because you'll be with me most Sundays.
1: You're going to be – in the Ugh. hole pretty significantly if we start Ugh. fighting you for sports horny. That's like your favorite one.
0: I don't not, know if does yeah. horny count? It's not really a swear. Yeah, 913 1st question of the night to the people of Kansas City that enjoy this program and after hours. Does saying sports horny put 25 cents in the swear jar? Or does it only put it in the jar on Sundays? Which is tough because we have football playoffs coming up. And the AFC playoff picture is going to be absolutely insane.
1: Ugh. I think it will be horny more than once on yeah. a Sunday.
0: Bobby Portis they just put on the screen. He's the last guy to make me cuss on the air.
1: Well, last time I was going to say, last time I was here, you mm-hmm. swore off gambling. You said you were not going to gamble until the yeah. Super Bowl.
0: And then I hit a parlay like two days later.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, that is the sixth parlay I've hit this season, of betting on 21. Not great. Both <laughs> numbers. I honestly thought it'd be less parlays you've hit and more that you've made. Yeah. So 21 parlays. and I've hit on six of them. Um, good evening, Dusty from the nine one three. Good evening to you. Nine one three. Uh, let's do this. Let's dive into this show. It is after hours. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Liggins with you. For those of you that have not seen it on Twitter. Pretty cool. Uh, People cool thing the Chiefs are doing. They have lit the stadium blue um, and they have also uh, they have put. Uh, Hamlin 3, the jersey on Arrowhead Vision. Uh, so, if you drive by the stadium you're, or you're listening to this and you're wondering why the stadium is the color that it is, it's because they are paying their respects to the young man who collapsed on the field on Monday night in front of all of us uh, in Cincinnati. Um, a pretty tragic moment, but again, uh, a long time ago, you know, somebody once told me that I do a pretty good job of. Of breaking the breaking the ice or, or kind of steering people away from the distraction. And and that's kind of how I want to go the rest of the week. Because I, I spent last night, we did an hour show before the K-State Wildcats played the, the Texas Longhorns that you heard on here. Uh, what was it, 103 to 106, I believe was the score of that game or something around there? K-State scored 116. That's Yeah, who cares, right? Like, come on. There's a lot of points. Come a lot on, more man. than it's gonna be in this NBA game. Emo, baby. Get up. Straight up, man. Emo country, man. What a year for them. Uh, but anyway, so, so we go to, as we can, right? We, we move at the pace that we're allowed to move. And I, I truly do believe and Pete kind of said this, that on Arrowhead pride radio, I, I truly do believe that the NFL is going to wait to make a decision. Now they are kind of cornered because they can't drag it on as, as long as they possibly want. But I do believe with the updates that we're getting on the young man in the hospital in Cincinnati, that, that day by day, uh, the young man is getting better, um, uh, DeMar Hamlin is getting better day by day. Uh, the the breathing machine is not as um, impactful as it has been. There seems to be reports coming out from his uncle, from family members. that are kind of giving us a little bit more insight on, on what is such a tragic situation that we saw in the NFL the other night. Um, but this was from Andrew Filippone on Twitter um, at 2.55 PM today. Uh, pro football talk says on 93.7, the fan pro football talk obviously is, um, uh, what is it? I can't think of his name anymore. Mike Florio, right? Yeah, Mike Florio says on ninety-three seven, the fan that he got wind from high-level NFL people that the following NFL schedule could happen. So this is week 18. So this would be next week, Bills Bengals would play. Um, now, I can't answer questions on if they start over from 0-0. Zero, zero, I would assume that they will start 7-3, the exact same time where they picked up where the ball was. Everything is in that very moment. That's how they've done every sports Uh, Restart that I've ever seen Um, other than baseball that gets rained out under five innings. Obviously, we know the rules there, but they said week 19. uh, Mike Florio says Bengals, Bills, NFC wildcard playoffs. So the NFC teams that get a bye, or the NFC team that gets a bye, either the Eagles or the Niners, would have a bye that week. And then the AFC playoff bye week would be boom, week 19. Then week 20. NFC playoff bye week, so then boom, the Eagles get or the Niners get back-to-back bye weeks and then everybody that got a bye everybody gets a bye last week uh week 19 other than the Bengals and Bills and then week 20 everything stays par, everything moves forward. I feel like that is the most logical explanation I've seen of what could happen moving forward and again this is more so of a control what you can control if you're the Chiefs tie in, right? But the other thing that you have to look at with this situation is, is that there's going to be some sort of indifference when it comes to the decision-making on this thing because this is a situation in which we've never seen happen before. The timing was just absolutely insane, right? Here we are right before the playoffs start and one of the most impactful games that this happens, which you have to think that, moving forward in the time that we have, there's going to be some things that are going to be made or decisions that we going be made that not everybody's going to like, right? But at the end of the day, this is the NFL. This is a big business. They're not here to make 100% of people happy. And this is one of those things where I can see this type of situation being that situation. I don't think they're going to call it a no contest. I really truly do believe they're going to wait until they get as much information as they can on DeMar Hamlin's situation before they can get to a decision on the season. I think we will get one of those if I had to have a theory or I had to have an estimated guess. I would say that we would probably have something like that in the coming days, which I know is vague. But when I say coming days, I mean Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We We have football being played in the NFL on Saturday, whether we're ready for it or not. It's happening and I think we'll have a decision because they'll know more of what the condition is of the young man who is, you know, who suffered a cardiac arrest on a football field. And as soon as I think they feel comfortable enough with how he is, then they can move forward and give a, d- a decision on what's going to be next. And I could see that being the decision because Mike Florio is not a guy who is maybe liked by a large group of people I don't have any issues with him I don't really I understand people's positions and their platforms I get what they do and you don't always have to agree with them and there are some people that go too far not to mention any names but of recent and this isn't just smoke to pass along to get people like myself to bite on and then give their rhetoric on why this is right or wrong But again, look, the NFL is going to make sure that that this young man is fine before an executive decision is made. But I can guarantee you the NFL has already figured out what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. And there's probably a few people that have a good idea that this is what they're going to do. Now, this isn't 100%. And I might even sound evil or unlikable by already talking about what I think could happen post this dramatic event. But look... They're going to play the games as scheduled to be played, and they're going to do this. I truly do believe that. And for those of you that have the theory of, well, if the Chiefs get the one seed by the default game, that they should play it on a neutral site. That's not happening. And I can tell you right now that you probably think that I'm being malicious. You can think that I'm being evil for even having that thought. But if the Chiefs get the one seed, the Chiefs are playing the one seed as the one seed. There is no hey, we feel bad, super bad that the Bills didn't get it because of this, we're going to go play this game in Houston. That's not happening. I'm sorry. Big business. If the Chiefs are the one seed, the Chiefs are going to play every game that they are playing at home until they're not in the playoffs or until they're eventually in the Super Bowl. So you can have your theories, certain people on Twitter, but that's just my two cents. And again, I'm not trying to be Opposite of, of what I was last night, I, I said what I said last night. I, 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 I painted my picture, but in today's sense, and today what can happen, and where you can do it, you can just control. We control what's next for the NFL. Dan and KCK, go ahead, man.
1: Hey, 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 Dusty, how you doing? I'm glad Damar Hammond's doing better. And like you said, you're, you're right. You know, the game, uh, the Bengals and the uh, Bills game will probably continue in two weeks. Uh, but w- what do you think? I've been hearing on Jason Smith's show say that uh, they might get it as a tie, and some say they'll forfeit. What, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they'll forfeit? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I don't think there is going to be any sort of forfeits. I don't think there's going to be any sort of non-contest. I think what they're going to do is they're going to make sure that they have enough evidence and enough proof that this kid is going to get through this, that he's doing better, that there's some sort of better signs to come. And then as soon as that is made, they will put what they have in my, my, my theory is that they've already got it figured out. And as soon as they're okay to push it forward, the plan will be executed. They'll move it out. PR will be PR and we'll have a destination of next week of when this game will be played. And I believe it will be played if it is Wednesday or Thursday. And then you start playoff Saturday or Sunday. And if the Bills are the one seed, they're the one seed. If they're not, they're the two seed. Uh, the game goes on and, and they rally behind their guy and try to do the best they can moving forward. And that's that's my story. And I think I'm going to have to stick to that. So, um, again, 913-586-7610. We're, we're, we're coming up with some with some things. The swear jar is is coming to the show because – Sometimes I need to check myself, by the way, John Morant, 19 points in the first half, but they're almost up by 40. <laughs> Not good. He just needs 10 more points. I think he can do that, right? 10 more points. Um, and then, and then maybe the, the parlay, we got to do some sort of parlay segment. So we asked in the swear jar, 586, 7610, J Southlands, Tower service. Text line is sports horny. A cuss word or should it be considered a cuss word on Sunday? There are a lot of responses There is advice on what to say instead of swearing. More of that here on After Hours. Great Nichols and Dusty Likens here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. damn right heartbreak kid what a career for that guy that was really like five years that's literally the first time i've ever heard that the hbk heartbreak kid (laughs) oh man they see me walk. They hear me talk. Shawn Michaels, baby. The super kick was his uh, was his finishing maneuver. In fact, I'm sure you've seen the 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 video or the the GIF or GIF, whatever you want to call it, of uh, him uh, super kicking Ric Flair before he does this says I love you. I've probably seen it, yeah. but a lot I of people comp it, it to sports, where it's like Mahomes to Brady. The last time they play each other, he's like I love you. Knock you the hell out of oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you know. Now you know. Hands off the merchandise. Probably can't get away with that anymore. Cancel culture. Um fun night tonight after hours. Dusty Leggets like with you. We had a question for the for the peeps. The peeps of the show. Um, should sports horny be used as a uh as a, a knock to the swear jar, which we will create. Which means every time we use a cuss word, when I say we, it's always me. um, You'll hear the sound effect of a coin hitting the jar. And when that total at the end of six months, whatever it may be, could be 10 bucks, could be 20 bucks. I'm a gambling man. I might double down on a show and say that I don't cuss. And then we might have to double down and it might be 20 bucks. And if that 20 bucks, I'll meet you somewhere, preferably in like, you know, downtown St. Louis, downtown Lee Summit, not St. Louis.
1: And uh, we'll have we'll have a good one. We'll have a good time. Is it one quarter for every cuss word?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the rule. We'll start <laughs> that. That might
1: add up. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> you
0: might be in some trouble. It could be like a buck a night. Um. So you know, we'll get into that. We'll. Uh, we'll have some fun with that. Plus we'll, we'll start figuring out a way to, to do some things with the, uh, with the parlays, uh, how to get you more involved with those. Maybe I tweet those out ahead of time. And if you want to get down with it and share the same kind of passion again, like it's, you know, five to $10 bets. And then next thing you know, you're, uh, you're in the loop with, uh, with us. And it's, it's a heck of a ride. I can tell you that much. That is, that is for sure. um, When it comes to that. So, uh, it should be a fun, uh, fun experiments going forward, but uh, yeah. So some people say um, it shouldn't be used. Uh, sports horny should be a dollar in the swear jar. It gives me the heebie jeebies. Okay. I don't know why it gives you the heebie jeebies. Uh, not 25 cents, but you get bonked and go to horny jail. I don't know what that means. I'm just reading your responses. Uh Sports horny is my favorite phrase. It might be better than the real thing.
1: Okay. 816 says uh, sports horny on Sundays starts awkward conversations in the car. It can. It can. Imagine right. hearing that one on the the way back from service. Yeah. Or the way to there. Yeah.
0: You know what we're going to learn today? Then <laughs> i I've got this guy that just makes you sports horny. Not that. Um, so, uh, and then someone says, what does it mean to be a horny dad? Well, um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I feel like I will be losing money, uh, when it comes to this adventure in my life, but Hey, you know what? 2023 new me, you know, new me, man. Let's just, let's stay cliche with it. Let's get after it. But, but one thing that seems to be a cliche with the Kansas city chiefs is that, uh, the kids continue to make the general manager proud. And what I mean by that is, is there might be a chance where, Brett Veach has done it again, right? Like I, have got friends that you know I've been in connections with uh, my whole life. May not you know see them very often or talk to them very often, but they'll send me a message on Facebook or or wherever it may be, Twitter as well, and 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 say, "Hey, I think this guy's a bust." And somebody had done that about George Karloftis, you know, a few weeks back, probably like six or seven weeks ago, which is impeccable timing, but. The thing is, is my response was it's kind of hard to call a guy a bust after only playing seven games. And since that message, and I don't know if that was spoken into the universe, but since that has happened, George Carloftis has a sack in five of the last six games. And it would almost appear as if George Carloftis has arrived. Now, I get it. There's a lot of people I think that go into draft picks or hype around a draft pick and think, okay, um, they play a high profile position, a very key position in the, in the NFL immediate and over the top results. And maybe some of this can be just in the moment type of stuff from what we've seen from previous players in the chiefs organization. You know, you look at guys like even like Kareem hunt came to the scene and it was like, Holy cow. They got this guy in the third round out of Toledo. And then there's guys like Tyree Hill. Oh, this guy was a six round draft pick. He's super fast. Look what he developed into. Like, we got immediate success from Tyreek Hill and and Kareem hunt. And then obviously the quarterback that you see play the uh, position for the Kansas city chiefs gave you a lot of that too. So expectations, I think sometimes are unfairly high, but it would appear that George Karloftis has kind of figured out his role, at least for this year. And there were a lot of people that, you know, kind of comped him to Max Crosby. Uh, Is it because he plays defensive end and he's white? I don't know that that checks out. But like the other thing too, is that Carl Loftus is not really a guy who's shown us that it's the quick move or the swim move to push over and, and the speed gets the inside. It's more so of like, he will push you off the ball and then squeeze inside and narrow the timing that the quarterback seems to have to release the football and is creating these sacks uh, for one Georgie Porgie Pudding pie, as they call him out on the 10 to two show. I, I don't call him that. That's that's strictly their nickname for him. And it's a one 2 10 that they drafted in the in the first round this year out of the out of, on the defensive side as they went Carl Loftus and they also went Trent McDuffie. And Trent McDuffie, who has also been fantastic. And in week 17, he had his first career sack, his first career force fumble, and seven tackles. And that is from Aaron Ladd uh on Twitter. And the thing that's good about seeing the Surgence of a Karloftis Loftus and a Trent McDuffie is that in a weird way in the football universe, D ends and corners can really help each other and affect each other in positive ways. Because if a D-end is creating pressure on the quarterback, it is causing quarterbacks to make quicker decisions, which is making your cornerbacks play a little bit less stressful football, if you get me. So with Loftus creating the pressure and Chris Jones also being a presence known there, and Carlos Dunlap, who's been a very good find. <laughs> Again, for Brett Veach, it makes this a very important combo and a very solid draft year for one Brett Veach. Let's not forget that Leo Chanel and Brian Cook are also in this draft class, as well as Isaiah Pacheco. So when you look at the help that Carl Loftus can give to McDuffie or the help that McDuffie can give to Carl Loftus, it is kind of, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, because if McDuffie is playing lockdown corner. On whoever he's on, either they're in the slot or the outside. And Karloftis just needs one more second of coverage and he can close in on the quarterback. Or if Karloftis can close in on the quarterback a little bit quicker and he could have to throw a mistake out to McDuffie, hand shakes hand, gang, gang, game respects game. And this D has been young and inexperienced all year. And here we are, right? They seem to be hitting the groove lately. And I can understand, well, they gave up 24 points to the Denver Broncos. And before that, they gave up 27 points or more to the Denver Broncos. And they made it close against Houston. But let's not forget that this defense is, yes, 20th in points allowed. But they're ninth in rushing yards allowed. They're seventh on third down conversions to the opponent. Seventh. And they're a top five team in sacks. All of those things can combine to make for a very solid defense in the playoffs. And one thing that I will give the defense a pass on is that if the turnovers are limited, this defense isn't put with its back against the wall. They're not going against the current. They can then go with it. And the defense could be a little bit better if not put in certain situations that might put them with an unwinnable situation where points are just inevitable, three or seven, because turnovers give the opposition the momentum swing and they put a damper on the team that has to go out there, and that is always the defense. If the defense just does its job, does a great deal of putting the off the opposing offense in a place of un you know unsuccessful circumstances, and then the offense flips around and throws interception, that's tough on the defense. But as the turnovers are limited, this defense does have a chance to help 15 get that second ring. And speaking of 15 in that second ring, what may come with what that has in store for the future of this team and that personality? You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in after hours 7.30 time trucking along. Okay. So Memphis is up 89 to 58. Not good. Uh, John ja Morant with 19. Need him to get to 29. Need 10 more points. Just 10 more. 10 more points. So come on, Hornets. You got 634 to make this a game. Or we just let. We just let John Moran take this take this thing away. Dame Lillard, one point. He's going to have to get hot for that team to get good. Uh, they're down by 12, so like that. Kevin Durant off to a hot start, 15 points. You'll love to see it. And then Julius Randle. That man's at 13 points. Two minutes left in the second. That game's almost tied, 52-53. Mizzou, Arkansas, that game getting ready to tee off. Uh, should be pretty exciting for that. I don't like using tee off. Has it already started? We don't get the SEC channel, so. 7.40 is the actual tip, so there must be a game on in front of it that's taking too long. But Mizzou, Arkansas should be,
1: um, should be a fun one. What are they going to do about the Longhorn Network versus the SEC Network? Yeah, because that's where they're going, right? Because we had to watch the Longhorn Network for the K State game yesterday. Miserable channel. Wasn't good? Yeah, really bad. I know it's a Longhorn Network, mm-hmm. but the announcers were needlessly homeristic. Oh, they were all. Dude, yeah. it's awful. Sometimes that's fun when your team puts up 116. Yeah, but then unfortunately, they were like, oh, they're actually playing pretty well. They yeah. weren't even mad. They were just like, oh, nice job.
0: They just respected it.
1: Yeah, which is annoying.
0: Yeah. Um,. How confident are you, Grant, that Mahomes is the MVP of the league when it all
1: comes down to it? I mean, I'm pretty confident at this point. Jalen Hurts misses the most crucial narrative-building part of the season. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes just kind of kept trucking along yeah, all year long.
0: So if you had to... If you how would you say that you have the confidence of if Mahomes didn't win the MVP, you would eat two habanero peppers back to back. Would you put that on the line right now? What? what
1: and then, so if Mahomes wins, if I,
0: habanero peppers are gone. If Mahomes loses the MVP to somebody else, back to back peppers.
1: So I can only lose in this scenario. But you can't
0: um, do it on the air because you can get in trouble. I found that out the hard way.
1: Can you actually? Yeah, because you can't do, like, eating challenges and stuff
0: in case you get sick. Because I got in trouble going to um, Coffin Stadium one time offering swag bags to people who could eat oranges faster. Yeah, but. (laughs) And I got in trouble for that. They're like, you can't do that. Somebody could have choked on an orange and blamed 610.
1: Could we do it? Could we do it ourselves, though?
0: Uh, But yet we just can't broadcast it. Okay. So it's like. Because you, you
1: could have gotten in trouble because you could have injured someone who wasn't affiliated with the station. Mm-hmm. But we're both employees. Right. I won't sue. Yeah. You, but say, no. you say that.
0: <laughs> and then somebody gets in your ear and they're like, hey, do you want to not work the rest of your life? You got a good chance of doing it.
1: Yeah, I'd eat two or peppers if you didn't win. Okay.
0: That's how confident you are, Mahomes?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, Vegas is confident, too. What is he, like, minus 500 still? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Started off plus 700 in Vegas. Now he's... Um, you got him at plus 900, didn't you?
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, yep. Nice. So I'm good to go there. Uh, I, I,
1: I think he's the man. I yeah. think people are going to look around the league and say, we give this to the best player in the league. Mahomes has probably been the best player, a top two player, the last five years, and he's only got one. Yeah. They'll probably give it to him. John Morant, 21.
0: 457 left in the third. So he
1: needs eight more. That's right. Just four quick layups. That's it. A couple threes, maybe.
0: Maybe a three, a layup, and a foul, and then we can call that a night. And you can you can rest the whole because he'll probably rest the whole fourth at this point, right? Yeah, ninety three to sixty two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got twenty one man,
1: twenty one. He's gonna finish with like twenty six or something. Ah,
0: Stupid. you hate to see it. Yeah, Dennis Smith enters the game for Jalen McDaniel's. That's never good. But hey, man, Charlotte's fighting. And that's all, we just need the Hornets to sting just a little hard in this end of the third, just to keep Jaw out there a little bit. Because Dame Lillard had one point in the first quarter. Kevin Durant had 15, and Julius Randle's got 16. But one thing I want to have a conversation about. Somebody says, man, Moran will get to 29. Push. Well, 28 and a half is what we need to get to. So, 29. Or maybe they're saying, he'll get 29. I hope. I hope. But anyways, so, I feel like I've been pretty good about thinking about where Patrick Mahomes is going to end up this season. The futures bet would indicate it, I think. Um. I said at the beginning of the year, 4,800 yards, 48 touchdowns. He's at 5,040. I'll call that a wash. And I feel like in this playoff season this year, because of what we've seen and how it's already been a weird season and that Mahomes has basically been the guy all year when it comes to the position in the NFL – he wins close games. Right? He's not the reason you're losing close games. Now the interception at the end of the Colts game, obviously you're pressuring and 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 the game was I don't know, the game was was ugly. Um the Bengals game, you know, he didn't fumble or get the ball stripped from him. And that loss. and then the Bills game was sure. You know, 24 20 dogfight. I wouldn't point fingers. And I think that when you look into this playoff, we might see Mahomes become a Superman style of player. It may be one of those where we sit back and it's one of those playoff runs where it's like, oh, that was the Pat Mahomes year. Now I know when they won the first Super Bowl, dramatic comeback, dramatic comeback, dramatic comeback. Like we all remember that. Houston, Tennessee, San Fran. And a lot of it was a lot of it was Patrick Mahomes. And a lot of it was Travis Kelsey in that Houston game. The run in the in the AFC championship game. And then the jet chip was with Tyree Kill, but the thing that is very evidently clear is in all those teams there was Tyree Kill, there was that freak of nature option that was available for Patrick Mahomes, and this was one of those years where you know there was a lot of people that said you know the offense takes a step back. We've talked about this a lot. Their first in points first and third down conversion, first in yards per play, blah, 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 blah. You go on forever. And the thing that's that's been interesting about this year is that you kind of get the sense that Mahomes is destined for something bigger than what this season has been for him already. All the things against him, yet he's still the MVP of the league. All the things against the team, yet they're still at the top of their game. And, you know, you could say it started with the top 100, or you could say that it started with, with Pat Mahomes and, and seeing Josh Allen get all the hype and and Joe Burrow being in the Super Bowl and last year's AFC Championship loss at home. But it just kind of seems that this guy gets motivated in sneaky ways. And we're getting ready to start the most important part of the season where he's been exceptional and been fantastic in his entire career. And there is a chance that he's going to do it all at home again in front of your eyes. And this is something where I think this is a season where Superman mode can be absolutely intensified, overly modulated, highly highly scoped into when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and what he can do. And this seems like one of those type of playoff runs in which it's like, man, he won it in 19, won it in 2023, 22 season. And again, I'm just just giving you as best I can look at the future of a what if, of what this season feels like. Yet here he is again right now going to the last week of the season, 13-3, and potential favorite MVP, and has a chance to do it all over again in front of the same crowd. But that's not the only thing that he can do all over again. The other thing he can do all over again is something he did in 2019. Yes, when the Super Bowl, he also did this with his head coach against this division. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Smell what The Rock is cooking. Mm. The Rock, baby. The Rock says, the Rock says, know your role. Shut your mouth. We're in scary times for Mr. Ja Morant. Ja Morant starts the game in the fourth quarter on the bench as the Memphis Grizzlies go up 102 to 73. Now Steve Adams has been taken out of the game. Ja Morant sitting at a cool 23. Son of a gun. Not happy with that. Doesn't really feel like he's coming back. Not only that, but uh, LaMelo Ball is not in the game either. Yeah, it's never good when the losing team also gives up. So we're done already. First leg out.
1: Yeah, and that's my assumption.
0: All right. Well, that sucks. Dame Lillard, one point <laughs> and 11 minutes. So maybe it wasn't going to happen anyway.
1: Maybe we should get the listeners involved more early yeah. on in the process. Because yeah, do we that. don't
0: seem to have much
1: luck. We actually do.
0: Uh, we just lose by one rebound or one <laughs> assist or one block, which is great. Uh, Mizzou, Arkansas has started Missouri 10, Arkansas five. Um, so you got that going for you, Tiger fans. Uh, 10 to five Mizzou, 15, 46 left in the first half. Uh, Denny Gates trying to get that team to 13 and one and two and zero in the conference on the road. Impressive win today. If they can beat Arkansas, Missouri ranked 20th, Arkansas ranked 13th, a big, SEC battle in college basketball is a college basketball season. Basically has officially
1: gone on. Like it's, it's officially started now. Yeah. When you get the conference play, yeah, it really feels like it's
0: January's it's good. Like I'm, I'm good with January uh, college basketball talk, but yeah. you don't, you're not here for it in November. Not really. Like that's why I wish like Missouri and, and Kansas would play that game at like the end of December. Or like right before Christmas break. It's just, it seems a little redundant to have it early on in the year, like in, in September. Or in November. Not a fan of it. Not a fan at all. Um, but to pay a tease, um, if the Chiefs went on Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders at 330, which we assume they all will. Uh, the Chiefs will sweep the AFC West for the second time in the, Mahomes, Mahomes, in the Mahomes-Reed era, which the last time they did that was in 2019. Not sure if you remember that year, um, but uh, a pretty successful ending to that season. Uh, they would sweep the entire division in 2019. Mahomes and Reed would do so in the AFC West and then go on to win the Super Bowl, beating houston tennessee and the 49ers all in that path. Mahomes would win the MVP of the Super Bowl. Andy Reid would finally get that championship ring on his solo career and all is well. With that being said, when it comes to this game against Vegas, man, I, I I don't know how tired I can get a say in this, but it seems like you need that game. Right? You need that game where you just go out and, you, and you're nastier. You're better. You, you can just let everyone know who you are. And like, and, and maybe we've called for that against Denver and we called for that against Houston. It didn't happen. And, and you beat Houston barely. You, you beat Denver, I guess, barely you beat Seattle pretty well. And like, we, we thought that was one of the, the cleanest games that we've seen from a hole from, from the chiefs offensive, defensively and special teams. Tackles were made. Kicks were made. Um, plays were made on both sides of the field. and, and everything seemed well, and then Denver came to town this past weekend, and 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 we're back to to not pure panic, but to some some sort of panic when it came to uh, how that team performed against the Broncos and how everything seemed to shake out at the end. Um, but with this week, it's in Vegas; it's the last week of the season, and I get it. Last week, it was, you know their new quarterback, we got to show this guy that we care. You know, we're not individuals here on the team. Like, you know, if Derek was playing, we'd still be the same way, which I'm kind of confused if we're supposed to feel sorry for Derek Carr. Like, I don't really feel sorry for, you know, a lot of people, but I feel like Derek Carr is one of those guys where it's like clearly not his fault, but like he's getting blamed for it. And I feel like I'm not a cool guy if I don't address that and like maybe come out and say it. Like that's why I feel bad for Derek Carr. Like I don't I don't feel bad for Derek Carr for like being Derek Carr. You know I don't I don't feel bad that he looks like Sid from Toy Story, but I do feel bad that he has an incompetent head coach, and a team that is poverty stricken and can't get rid of a certain head coach because like he threw for 4,800 yards last year and went to the playoffs.
1: And Derek Carr's going to get another shot. He's not done in the league. I'd feel bad if he was, like,
0: out of the league. But Would you feel bad if he was the greatest quarterback ever in the XFL?
1: No, no. Okay. But he's not going to go to the XFL. He gives me XFL vibes. He's going to be on the Colts or the Jets or somebody who needs a quarterback. For sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Or, like, the Panthers. Yeah. Like, if I'm Derek Carr, I am advocating heavy to go to Carolina. Great place to live. Likes to play golf. You get the hell out of Vegas. Like, I'm sure Vegas would be fun to live if you were like a 22-year-old rookie and you've never lived in Vegas before. Like, I've been to Vegas. Vegas is fun for like three days. I could only imagine what it's like to live there with a family. Now I get it, he doesn't live on the strip. But man, I'd go to Carolina. But, But finishing third was what a lot of people thought What's going to happen to the Chiefs this year? This was supposed to be the toughest division ever created in the NFL. Chiefs are about to go 6-0 in that division. The other thing that's crazy that backs up why they'll probably go 6-0 and sweep the division again, and for the second time in five years under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, is the fact that Mahomes has yet to lose a divisional road game in his career. Hasn't done it. Anytime Mahomes comes to your town and you're an AFC West member, you don't see a victory. That's pretty gnarly. Not only that, but Andy Reid is 16 and 3 as a head coach against the or against the Las Vegas Raiders, or the Raiders in general. There are a lot of substantial stats not in the favor of Vegas. The other one is that it's the last week of the season. I don't see how there's a guy on Vegas' team, like if the Chiefs come out and it's 14 nothing, every player on Vegas' team is thinking, all right, when does that vacation start? When does that trip to, to Fiji happen? I think the flight leaves on Tuesday morning. We don't come back until, well, we don't come back until Valentine's Day. And that's another factor of why I think that this team will sweep this division for the second time under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And it's just pretty—it's pretty ironic that here we were. Chiefs take a step back. Offense is going to struggle, and everybody struggled except for the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody did. I know the Chargers are probably going to be a five or a six seed in the playoffs. That's good. They were supposed to win the division. They were supposed to be a one or a two or a three or a four seed. They're not. Patrick Mahomes wasn't supposed to have this year. Supposed to be the wild, wild west, 6-0. And here we are again, coming to the end of another season. And if you want to finally do it, maybe this was the year that broke you. Start remembering what people said at the beginning of the year and go back and try to find those exact same people and see what they're saying at the end of the year. And then remember those, and remember where we start in July and August. Because that's when the takes get really hot. Not just the temperature, but the takes themselves. We come back. Ron Ron Cobb Jr. said something tonight on Airhead Pride Radio that I thought was pretty interesting when it came to this offense and what it needs to do to clean up the mistakes. Grant Nichols and Dusty Lichens, 610 Sports Radio. This is After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.